Welcome to the California League Research Project Podcast with Mario Ramos. Here's your host, Mario Ramos. Welcome to the California League Research Project Podcast. I'm your host, Mario Ramos, joined today by the president of the Fresno Grizzlies, Derek Franks. Derek, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Thanks for having me, Mario. Yeah, so Derek and I are going to talk about his role as president of the Fresno Grizzlies, the shift to the low A West, and what the fans of the Grizzlies can expect in 2021. But before we get started, we want to remind you that you can catch the California League Research Project podcast on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at Cal League Search. That's at Cal League Search. So Derek, president of the Fresno Grizzlies, but you began your tenure with the club as an intern in 2004. Can you take me through the path that has led you from intern to president of the club? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've, I've been, uh, you know, a lot of uh, lucky circumstances, uh, one after another, it seems like it has been part of my career. In 2004, uh, I grew up in a little t- little town south of Fresno, Kingsburg, and uh, I was, uh, I decided to go to a junior college. I attended Reedley College for two years, and as I was kind of mulling over where I was going to go, uh, Fresno State or somewhere else, I was pretty set on going somewhere else. And uh, I decided that I wanted to work in baseball. And the reason that I had decided I wanted to work in baseball was I had uh, stopped playing. I, I played in uh, high school, okay. and uh, I was I was going to go out and play at Reed the College. Then I got in a car accident. I uh-huh. broke both my wrists. I uh, ended up not going out. And uh, you know, I had this conversation with my dad one day about you know the fact that I uh, wished I could have played a little longer, and I didn't know what I wanted to do for a living, and uh-huh. I uh, didn't know where I want to go to school and had a moment. Hmm. Maybe you'd pursue baseball. So I had been to Grizzlies games okay. and uh, I enjoyed going and, and I looked it up. They had a job fair and I wa- went down with my piece of paper, stood in line and put in for a job and ended up with an internship in the box office in 2004. Wow. And um, I really got lucky because I, I interviewed at the job fair uh, with, you know, they, they sort of put you in this, uh, like cattle call deal where you just show <laughs> back up after you've applied. And then they just, they have a bunch of different executives from the team in a big room. And they just, you know, once you got up to the front of the line, they go, okay, go to table seven. And I went to table seven and I happened to just by fluke chance get to interview. My, uh, the person who did my interview was Andrew Studner, who was the vice president of, of, uh, tickets. Okay. And when I told him I wanted to work in the industry as part of the uh, app, you know, I was applying to take tickets or sell hot dogs or, you know, Whatever. anything they'd let me do. Yeah. And uh, when he heard that I had a desire to work in, in baseball and didn't know how to get started, um, he called me a few weeks later and, and said, hey, why don't you do a, an, an internship in the box office? And he told me it was the same way he got started in baseball. And uh, so I really lucked out that that I had a great first summer working in the ticket office, getting introduced to a front office uh, baseball atmosphere. Nice. Uh, and I decided to go to Fresno State because of that, because uh, it seemed like an opportunity to stick around with the Grizzlies for another couple of seasons and see what happened. And, um, you know, the rest is history. I got to uh, kind of finish out school, worked, worked in the inside sales department, worked in the box office, um, kind of did everything they'd let me do until uh, I got done with at Fresno State. And uh, they hired me full time in the box office. And then I just kind of kept sticking around and taking on more. And, uh, you know, here I am. Years later, I get to be the uh, team president. So 
been a heck of a ride. Yeah, no, that sounds awesome, man. In 2015, you were named the Pacific Coast League Executive of the Year. And like you're saying, just kind of being in that cattle call there to, to now, you know, being the president of the Grizzlies, that's pretty, you know, pretty incredible, pretty remarkable. You know, what's crazy is I think about it a lot and I go, had I not gone to table seven or whatever it was that day <laughs> and I interviewed with someone else, who knows if I would have even gotten the, the internship offer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been a, uh, it's been really great. And, and during my tenure, uh, I started in March of, uh, 2004. So I just, just recently kind of clicked over another anniversary of uh, working for the team. So it's been, uh, an interesting, great, great experience. I've gotten to stay in my hometown yeah. and, um, work for a baseball team that I enjoyed being a fan before I ever worked there. So it's been, uh, like I said, I've been pretty charmed. You're listening to the California League Research Project podcast with Mario Ramos, joined by Derek Franks, the president of the Fresno Grizzlies. Like you mentioned, a graduate of Kingsburg High, Reilly College, Fresno State University. The Valley is certainly near and dear to your heart. And being a part of this club and promoting the Central Valley has to be a pretty exciting aspect of the job for you. Yeah, I mean, to get to be in my hometown, you know, there was a time where I was like, well, I'm, I'm like get most young kids, yeah. maybe I'll get out of here and go see another city and do something bigger and brighter. Yeah. And, uh, because of the opportunity at the Grizzlies, I got to stay close to home. And, you know, as you know, uh, and, and most people that are listening to this know these baseball teams is there's so much more. And I learned this early on. I, I, I went to get my job at the Grizzlies cause I wanted to be around the game of baseball, but you quickly realize that this is, these are community assets. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do, you know, charitable, uh, contributions and, yeah. you know, we're, a a, a part of a community, a, a and get to really serve a lot of different purposes beyond just baseball. And so, uh, you know, to get to do that in a, in a, in my hometown, uh, is an extra special thing because I know, you know, everybody you talk to that has my job in in baseball enjoys that aspect of being a part of the community. Uh, I'm fortunate to get to be in, in my community that I grew up in. So, um, you know, cherry on top sort of, sort of scenario there. Nice. Yeah. And you guys are doing things there at the park. Uh, you know, I had a vac- vaccination clinic, uh, blood donations are going to be happening there pretty soon. So a lot of cool things, like you said, just giving back to the community. Yeah. It's been a big part of our, uh, especially in, in the, in 2018 when, uh, our, I mean, we've always made the community initiatives a big part of our, yeah. our, uh, purpose here. But, uh, in 2018, when the new group bought the team, we really took that to the next level on community engagement and, uh, you know, have, have taken a whole new look on it. We donate the ballpark a um, hundred times per year to nonprofits in addition awesome. to baseball games and all the other stuff that we do. One of our new initiatives is that we donate the ballpark and let, let community groups use it for whatever purpose they would like. And, uh, you know, we got our first two years, 2018 and 19, we got well above 100 events. Um, and got to work with more groups than we'd ever worked with. And obviously in 2020, we couldn't do that for the, uh, you know, the reasons everybody knows. Yeah. And so the, the ones you mentioned, the, the being able to be a, a COVID testing site, um, a vaccination location now, um, help the Central California Blood Center get yeah. blood in a time where they need people to go out and donate blood. Um, do food service and, and, you know, in the early pandemic to yeah. be able to help provide food. So, you know, we've always been able to, I credit to our, our team here. They've always uh, been really great at finding a way to adapt and find ways to help the community in, in any circumstance, which, uh, you know, I got some great people here that, that also care deeply about this community too. So it's awesome. 
and a real good deal, man. You're listening again to the California League Research Project podcast with Mario Ramos, joined by Derek Franks, the president of the Fresno Grizzlies. You can follow me on Twitter at Calig Search, and you can keep up with the latest for the Fresno Grizzlies on milb.com slash Fresno. Also follow them on Twitter at Fresno Grizzlies, and check out Derek on Twitter at Franks Baseball. So a big change in minor league baseball this offseason, Derek. Uh, Major League Baseball is taking control of affiliated minor league baseball, and that's no more apparent than it is in Fresno. Uh, the last time the, Grizz, uh, the Grizzlies excuse me, took the field was as a member of the Pacific Coast League. The next time they take the field will be as a member of the Low A West. What was that time in between like for you guys as a front office just trying to figure out how it was all going to play out? Well, you know, an interesting year to say the least. I mean, if you look at it from, uh, you know, go back to uh, March of 2020, Mm-hmm. We never thought that we'd lose a baseball season to this virus. I yeah. mean, I think I was probably admittedly one of the worst, uh, you know, worst in the country <laughs> at predicting what was going to happen. I, <laughs> I, I would, uh, we'd sit around and try to predict and, and, yeah. uh, you know, our last day in the office was March 13th. I recall mm-hmm. but the, it was a Friday the 13th it was the Ooh. last day when we finally said, okay, we need to, we probably aren't coming back to the office next week. Yeah. And, uh, I had just gone out on a quick trip to Florida and back to see the Washington Nationals. I got back on the 10th. Okay. So when you think about this last year and you go, man, I, I recall flying back on March 10th, three days before we, uh, you know, ended up having the office shut down for the better part of the, the, the rest of that year. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I had a, my wife gave me a little small pocket sized thing of hand sanitizer before I walked out the door to leave on that trip. And I, I, uh, thought, man, this is, uh, this is interesting. This is really becoming a thing. And, yeah. uh, you know, so this last year has been crazy for a lot of reasons as we uh, didn't think we'd lose baseball, of course. And yeah. we've been uh, thinking about that, how that will go. And then throughout the course of the year, also the, uh, uh, you know, Major League Baseball, Minor League Baseball had uh, really, you know, advanced and quickly uh, started to take shape. What What is this new system? And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, definitely a, 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 a year for us to, reset in a lot of ways i mean obviously as we yeah. missed the season we we uh the bright side of missing a season is for us i feel like our team you know we had to downsize and do some really difficult things to get through last year like most teams did yeah. but uh, it gave us a chance to really look at our operation and the things that we want to get better at and um and then of course now you know the the new league structure is it has us in a different league so our our whole thing has changed uh, quite a bit in the last year yeah. and um you know, our, our, the way that our organization looks at this is, um, you know, I think the new Major League Baseball system is going to be awesome and the next 10 years are going to be really great for the system. It was a tough thing during the, the negotiations and during the transition because, you know, obviously, um, you know, there's 40 teams or so that were no longer affiliated teams and um, MLB was you know, re reimagining the minor league system. And, and quite frankly, even though that we, even though we had teams, you know, fighting to, uh, for a different outcome and a lot of, uh, coverage over this stuff, uh, we certainly understand why MLB would want to look at this thing that had been the same way for the last 30 years, yeah. roughly, yeah. and, and take a different look at it. So, um, the game has changed a lot. I think in my, you know, 17 or 18 years or so with the Grizzlies, baseball's changed so much. I've been able to see it really up close, uh, the difference in analytics in that yeah, time, sure. just at, at, at our ballpark. I mean, just the number of, uh, you know, 
te- the technology in our ballpark from the affiliates has changed so much. And so we, we uh, as much as this has been, you know, a tough change for a lot of folks out there, we, we understand and we're excited about the major league system. And I think we've already in this short time seen um, what this relationship will do for us to have the resources that are, you know, available to the major league teams, available to us. And uh, I think that's just going to grow and grow. So, um, so yeah, our fans in Fresno will see something different this year. We're going to see a younger uh, prospects come through yeah. Fresno. I think the other bright side of the new system is we're looking forward to the fact that we've got a 10-year agreement with the Colorado Rockies. And the old system, especially for Fresno, after we had a long run with the Giants, and then we changed from Astros to Nationals, and we were on a you know two-year deals a lot of yeah. those times. Yeah. And so uh, we're looking forward to the consistency, too, of our partnership. I think when you're in a long-term, you know, 10-year deal, uh, I think it changes the way that both sides look at the partnership as far as uh, ways you can collaborate and ways you can bring the Major League brand, the Major League Affiliates uh, brand into the market. And I think that's all going to translate and be awesome for our fans. So overall, um, you know, obviously AAA baseball has been the uh, is a prestigious thing to have. Uh, I love all levels of minor league baseball, and uh, I think that our fans will come to enjoy watching, uh, you know, the, the the low A Rockies players come back, and especially after a year of not getting to play baseball at all, sure, yeah. um, we've had really really positive feedback from our fan base that just dying to get back to Chichancy Park and and see pro baseball again. So, um, but yeah, lots changed, and we're uh, you know we're looking forward to get back out of here. It's Derek Franks here, the president of the Fresno Grizzlies with Mario Ramos on the California League Research Project podcast. Again, check them out at MILB.com slash Fresno. So what type of changes can fans expect to see in 2021, both from the on-the-field product to the off-the-field, um, you know, in and around Chichancy Park there? Uh, you you kind of touched on the the on-the-field stuff, but, uh, you know, off-the-field. Um, and where are you guys in Fresno County in terms of welcoming fans back into the ballpark? Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's interesting in the short term, I think we, we had, uh, I think everybody in baseball had this really romantic, uh, thought that, you know, after we lost the season last year, if you talked to me in July, July, 2020, we, we had said, man, after losing a year of baseball, uh, you know, things will be back to normal in April of 2021. And we're going to barely be able to keep them from beating the doors down. They're going to want to come back. (laughs) And uh, pack opening night, and uh, there's just yeah. going to be this, this uh, you know, monumentous uh, return to uh, baseball and, and, and something that you miss so much. And, of course, with the, the way the virus has gone, uh, we're not going to have that romantic opening the way we'd envisioned it, right, yeah. where it was, you know, normal. And mm-hmm. everybody, we packed the whole ballpark. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so I think for our fans, the um, – I kind of, I think our team has, uh, um, yeah, I've heard this said amongst our leadership team that, you know, the way that our lives have, have been changed the last year and the adjustments we've made during COVID-19, uh, you know, I remember when I, uh, you know, first went to my favorite restaurant and sort of sat outside in their parking lot under a tent, you know, yep. and, uh, had had uh, stopped eating my home cooking for the first time in <laughs> you know six months or whatever, and man, sure. I couldn't be any happier to sit out in the parking lot and sure. rental tent and and eat. So yeah, I think our fans will be feel similar when they come to the ballpark and we have social distance seating, and we can't really do as much on the field in the way of entertainment yeah. um, because we won't we won't be able to have 
people on the field. We won't be able to do first pitches. Um, and so it's just not going to look like what you remember right at first. Um, but I think it's going to be like sitting in your favorite restaurant outside. It, 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 you, it, it's a gradual return to normal, and it's going to be yeah. great to sit outside, have a hot dog and a beer, sure. and watch the Grizzlies take the field for the first time in a long time. And so uh, we'll, we'll, we're looking at the kind of trajectory of this reopening. We're right on the bubble right now. So Fresno County is in the red tier. Okay which uh, we just went to red tier this, this last week. Okay. Um, so we're officially at the point where we can do 20% capacity in our stadium. Yeah. Uh, our stadium is about 10,800 seats. We opened the ballpark with 12.5. We've made some modifications in recent years. So we're 10.8 is about, you know, capacity on, on six seats. Okay. And, at the orange tier, we'll be able to go to 33%. And, and we had a really great call this week with some of the folks uh, at Fresno County Public Health. And there's a real chance that we could, by May 11th, be advanced to the orange. If uh, I'm trying not to jinx anything, I'm knocking on wood as I'm saying that. Gotcha. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're, so we're on the bubble. It could be red. It could be orange. So we've got a plan that's 20%, which is maybe round numbers, 2,000 fans. Yeah. We've got another scenario that's maybe 3,500 fans or so. Okay. So, um, you know, we're, uh, we're excited. I mean, if you asked me in January what I thought would happen, I, I might've told you I wasn't sure if, if COVID was going to advance quick enough to even play For sure. uh, anything that looked like a normal number of games. And now we're, uh, we might be in the third reopening tier by opening day. So, uh, feels good. So right yeah. now in the, in that, in that we've been building for the red, the 2000 seat model, that's for us, that's really just about, you know, we, we, we have a hard time even at 2000 seating all of our, season ticket holders and our club members. So uh, if we get that little nudge to orange a little earlier, that'll be great because that'll allow us to open up some additional tickets and get some more folks in the ballpark. Yeah. People are looking forward to just getting back out there. Like you said, you know, enjoying the game, enjoying being outside a hot dog and a beer sounds great too. Uh, So yeah, hopefully (laughs) we can make that happen. Uh, Just got to keep doing our part. Uh, What about the players, Derek? I know that a big reason for major league baseball taking over minor league baseball is to upgrade facilities and improve player development now, Chansey Park is a great facility in its own right, but what type of improvements are being made to that effect? Yeah, we've been uh, we've been actively making improvements to the ballpark since 2018 mm-hmm. in a partnership with the city of Fresno uh, and the new ownership group. We've got a uh, when when the deal closed, we we activated a capital re- re- uh, reserve fund with the city of Fresno. So we've been able to do a lot of improvements um, since that time, yeah. and you know a lot of those are. Uh, you know, highly visible fan enhancements. We added a social, Fresno social in left field, which yeah. is where we took out a thousand seats and put in a destination bar hangout. We put in a, a community medical splash park in right field, which is a, a, a fun zone on uh, uh, steroids, I guess. It's, <laughs> uh, <you> know, <laughs> it's, uh, it's really special. And, uh, but the rest of what we've done, we've done, we've been able to already make some improvements during the first two years here um, to the player, you know, the clubhouse, we've, we've made some clubhouse improvements and uh, done some things on the baseball side that, that our uh, uh, last two affiliates have been able to, to see. So, um, so yeah, I think for us, we've got a benefit of having a great ballpark. Uh, We've made some recent improvements and done some things to, uh, you know, improve the weight room. For instance, the home club, the home team's got a, uh, uh, um, 
enhanced larger weight room setup now versus nice. uh, a few years ago. We were able to to take the old the old weight room that was situated in the home clubhouse, turn that into a player's lounge with really comfy furniture and televisions and a place that the players can just kind of escape yeah. and, and relax and, awesome. and do that. Um, we're looking at some other improvements that you'll, the fans won't see to the training uh, areas, to the visiting clubhouse. So, uh, so yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're doing a lot of fun things to uh, make the baseball experience even better at a facility that's, um, that's really great. And, um, you know, I think for our fans, what we've been excited about in low A, I think, you know, you're going to have uh, players that are coming and a lot of them will be playing their first, you know, affiliated uh, minor league yeah. pro game mm-hmm. wearing a Fresno Grizzlies uniform. And uh, so I think that's really cool to have, yeah. uh, you know, maybe a kid who's 18 years old, 19 years old, who just got drafted, uh, got a little signing bonus and is away from their hometown for the first time, they're going to have a connection to Fresno. Yeah. It's, uh, I think that's really something I've always thought was really intriguing about uh, single-A baseball and the Cal League in particular. As a Fresno guy, I've uh, been to most of the Cal League ballparks and, and nice. seen a lot of these young players. And I think the fan interaction is different at that level, mm-hmm. and uh, we're excited about it. So uh, yeah. can't wait to get started. And uh, I think uh, I think the Rockies players are going to. Uh, I, I think one of the reasons that they uh, chose Fresno is is uh, back to the facility thing. Yeah, I think we've sure. got a great facility, and and this is a great place to develop players. So we're looking forward to uh, getting back to doing that. And we're we're uh, good luck charm, as you know, Mario, because uh, <laughs> you know all of our teams have won the World Series, yeah, <laughs> Giants, yeah. Astros, and Nationals. So nice. uh, when I talked to when I talked to Zach Wilson for the first time at in Colorado, uh, I told him, I said, Hey, you know, this is, a, uh, this is a thing. Yeah. So maybe this, uh, this will be good for you guys that uh, we got, you know, in a, in a game that is very, uh, highly, uh, superstitious for sure. You can't discount the yep. Fresno magic, right? Yep. Yep. No, like you said, the facility, you know, it's top notch, especially for, for a single a and a, a player stepping in there is really going to feel like a professional, but uh, yeah, that ultimate selling point, right. Is the, that good luck trying to get that World Series to come along with it. Yeah, and you know, I know that the players love playing in front of fans, and we've got to do a slow start in that regard. But yeah, um, you know, it'll be unique for for some of these um, A level players to come in on a on a big night when we do get back to you know more normal capacity and play in front of mm-hmm. uh, you know nine or ten thousand fans. I mean, yeah. that's a yeah. that's a, a real pro big feel sure. and. Uh, so yeah, I think that'll be be uh, exciting for a bunch of young players to to uh, play at Chichanty Park on a Fourth of July, for instance, Ooh, when yeah. we can barely uh, fit them all in the building. Yeah. Uh, we're looking forward to that. Definitely, you're listening to the California League Research Project podcast with Mario Ramos, joined by Derek Franks, the president of the Fresno Grizzlies. Again, give me a follow on Twitter at Calleague Search. Give the Fresno Grizzlies a follow on Twitter at Fresno Grizzlies. Give Derek a follow at Franks Baseball. And also check out the Fresno Grizzlies on MILB.com slash Fresno. So Derek, in speaking with other folks in and around the, the Lowe West, the California League, uh, the Grizzlies are revered and respected for their promotional work. And to me, as a taco connoisseur, uh, the Fresno Tacos brand is on point. And, you know, I got some of that gear and I sport it proudly. And I feel that that kind of paved the way for that Copa de la Diversión uh, initiative that major or minor league baseball, excuse me, uses to connect its teams to their Hispanic and Latinx communities. My question to you is, what's your favorite kind of taco, and uh, what type of promotions are in store for the Grizzlies in 2021? 
<laughs> yeah, well, I'm, uh, you know, being from the Central Valley, uh, eating at taco trucks is, is just part of, uh, yep, yep. part of, part of growing up, you For know, sure. I, we, uh, that, that's just part of the, part of the deal here. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been an Alpa store guy, you okay. know, in Kingsburg where I grew up, they, uh, you know, the truck that I went to, which is awesome. Cause I started going and, you know, when I was a teenager yeah. and, uh, the truck that I visited frequently in Kingsburg growing up is one of the competitors in the taco truck throwdown now. Nice. And so it's awesome, you know, so many years later to have my favorite truck growing up yeah. be, you know, at the ballpark. But, you know, I always loved Pastor because they had it out on, you know, the truck I went to had it out on the, on the spit and they, you know, they yep. car, you carve it off there right in front of you. And so, uh, that's, uh, that's my go-to. Nice. Um, that's my go-to. So, yeah. And, and to your point, you know, we really, um, you know, part of the the birth of the Fresno tacos was really um, came in. I mentioned earlier the, the continuity with the Rockies is something we're looking forward to. Yeah. The, the tacos was almost kind of birthed in trying to um, really in the giant years, uh, especially starting in 2010 when they won the world series. Mm-hmm. And we had a, a long run there of having, um, you know, all the big names that went up and, and were part of that run. Posey, mm-hmm. Bum Garner, Matt Kane was here. Uh, Brian Wilson with no beard was here. <laughs> uh, you know, so many other great players. Brandon Belt, we yeah. Crawford pop, popped in. I mean, we just had all those great players that made up that nucleus that 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 kind of went on and created that little dynasty they had. Yeah, played in Fresno, and so you know, our brand was red and uh, orange and black. Excuse me. Um, you know, very heavy Giants. It was. It's, a, it's more of a Giants town. The Giants, when the Giants got hot, we doubled down. It was a lot of our promotions were Giants centric. Yeah. And, um, you know, before we changed affiliations, we had no idea that we wouldn't be with the Giants forever. If you asked me in 2012 or 13 or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, I wouldn't have thought twice about the Giants ever leaving. Yeah. But we had started to have more internal discussions about, hey, we're getting pretty far away from the bread and butter of minor league baseball. And, huh we're not telling a lot of the story of Fresno here, you know, we're, we're, we've kind of put that on the back burner, so to speak in a lot of ways. And, you know, I'm a guy from Fresno, right? I'm a, yeah. I'm a local and I, our, our uh, creative uh, marketing ninja, Sam Hansen was a local guy who, you know, really stopped me and said, this doesn't feel like Fresno that much anymore, you know? Uh-huh. And so, uh, and so as much as that was great, cause the giants brand is, is one of the top in major league baseball. It's a precious, precious brand. They were winning. It was hot. We were selling more tickets than ever in that 2011 to 14 range there. Um, we took a step back and said, again, not knowing that we wouldn't be giants. We just said, Hey, let's balance. We need to get this balanced out. At that time we were saying, I mean, I literally said to, in a, in a group setting one time with our staff, we can't expect the giants to win the world series every other year. So we need to be able to rest on, you know, the local, the, we got to have a baseline to come back to when the, yeah. when they stop winning world series. Well, of course, you know, what do I know? They end up winning again. After <laughs> I said that, that was, I said that after two world series, they end up winning again, but, um, but it was great. Cause it got us back to what's this community, what, what's a part of this community, what's the story in this community that we need to tell. Yeah. And it led us to tacos and it started as a small event where we had eight taco trucks. And it was a, you know, Throwdown was born as eight trucks. Who's got the best tacos in the Valley? Mm-hmm. Very, very minor uh, boost in attendance that first year we did it. 
And uh, to the credit of our community and, and the local taco trucks and uh, everybody involved, it just got, it went from eight trucks to 14 to 21. And then each year that we talked about, Hey, what are we going to do to keep growing this? The, uh, the identity, the Fresno tacos was born yeah. as a, as just an idea, thought bubble that, uh, we ended up going and doing. And, uh, and yeah, I think it's, uh, it lit a fire in minor league baseball and we've uh, had a lot of great brands all throughout the country created doing sure. that same thing we did, which is tell that community story, find that local food item that everyone yeah connects to find that cultural uh thing that everybody connects to and um you know i think it's uh it's been great it's one of the the the, the real uh, uh prides of my time working in the with the grizzlies is to uh have that come together and um thank goodness for sam hansen and ray ortiz and mike ozagata man those those guys and many others have uh you know helped us create something really special here Oh, it's special indeed. And like you said, you know, it's kind of that tie in with the community um, that you know, we all look forward to as minor league baseball fans is to have something that, you know, we could feel connected to the ball club and to the, the local community as well. So, you know, kudos to you guys for for doing that. And, you know, obviously it's taken off a life of its own. Um, you know, it's really cool and something, you know, people around the, the area definitely look forward to each and every year. So it's, it's just good stuff. Yeah, no doubt. Well, if you if you, uh, if you tell your community story. They'll get behind it. That's just yeah. the bottom line. In any in any community, ours happens to be, uh, you know, tacos, and uh, that's great because uh, you know uh, we all love eating tacos, right? For that's sure, that's pretty good. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> uh, Derek Franks here, the president of the Fresno Grizzlies. Again, check him out on Twitter at Franks Baseball. Check out the Fresno Grizzlies at Fresno Grizzlies, and also on milb.com/slash Fresno. Derek, thanks a lot for taking some time, man. I really appreciate it. Enjoyed it a lot, Mario. Thanks for uh, covering baseball. Thanks for covering uh, Cal League, Low A West baseball. We appreciate you doing it. Awesome. Thank you. And we want to thank you guys for listening to the California League Research Project podcast with Mario Ramos. You can follow me on Twitter at Cal League Search. Be sure to catch more of the California League Research Project podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you get your podcast. Special thanks to Derek Franks of the Fresno Grizzlies. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.